Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. Greetings from the haunted Hilton Garden Inn in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ooh, another exciting location. Yes. Although I'm not there, but I'm looking for ghosts in your Skype window. Yeah, and I hope you see something. So <laughs> so I am here with my sister, Allison, from Milwaukee Ghosts. Allison, say hi. Hello, everybody. Hi, Allison. And uh, last night, Allison and her husband and I stayed at the haunted Hilton Garden Inn. That's right. Um, it's the site of the 1883 uh, Newhall House Fire. What was the Newhall House? Was it like a, it was a house a of ill fancy, repute? No, it was a fancy hotel <laughs> um, in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. like the Fister is today. So just think of, you know, how the Fister is known yes. uh, today as you know being this very opulent location, and that's what the Hilton. That I mean, that's what the uh, Newhall House was. Okay, so it was a super fancy house, in and it burned down 1800s. and killed a bunch of people. Yeah, it was a super fancy hotel. So what started the fire? Well, we don't know. Okay. Where exactly is it located in Milwaukee? Um, it's on Broadway in Michigan. So um, actually, it's uh, uh, the address is a Broadway address. We're right so, down the street okay. from the Fister and about yeah. two blocks from the lakefront. Yeah. On Broadway. That's right. There's dead people on Broadway. And it's kind of cool. Like the, the building next door, the Grand Avenue Club, you can actually oh. uh, see on one side of the building soot from the 1883 Newhall House fire. It's still there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Stuck around all these years. Yeah. So um, at least 70 people died. We're not sure. I've seen estimates into the 80s and 90s as well. So there's been a lot of reports here. I mean, even, so this building was built in 1886 um, over the same spot. And it was built for Northwestern Mutual Life, and for a long time was just an office building. Um, But there were reports of possible hauntings in the office building and in a a restaurant that was located here before the Hilton Garden Inn uh, renovated the place a couple years ago. So it's kind of interesting to find a spot that, you know, has this history, and then before it even becomes a hotel again, it has reports of paranormal activity like waitresses for example would just report to their boss that they were so irritated because every time they'd be carrying like a big tray of glasses or um, plates they'd be disoriented because there'd be like these flashes of light that would zip by in their peripheral vision so you know, can you imagine that? Just having the responsibility for not dropping everything all over the floor. I mean, that's hard enough just as it is. Yeah, right. I bet it's that, hard enough when you've got a tray full of beer steins. Oh, yeah. And then having I bet like that this goes with a bad tipper, too. Like, spiritual what inter- interference with like the zipping lights going by in your periphery. So um, and now now that this this uh, building is a hotel again, uh, the activity has certainly kicked up. Um, cool. Yeah. The latest um, was, I think, last spring in room 507. There was a gentleman who had that room and he went out for dinner and then he came back and his key card didn't work. So he just, you know, talked to them at the front desk and they sent someone up with him. And indeed, the key card 
would not work even though they made another one for him and then they heard all kinds of crashing and banging in the room as if there was some kind of intruder in there just you know ransacking the place and so the security guard that came up with them is just like yelling into the room open that door open that door we're calling the police and then um suddenly after a little while of crashing and banging um and seemingly ignoring the security guard there was just this click and then the door swung open just a little bit and then so they both went inside and nothing was out of place and there was nobody Whoa. in there yeah. <laughs> and we're in 326 which um from what i've heard has a long history of being Ooh. a problem um even when the <gasps> hotel rooms were it's being, a pretty it's a pretty swank room there's yeah, like two rooms to it there's a bedroom yeah it's a suite wait and then are you sure it's just not where they put the problem people yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's probably where we belong anyway <laughs> Um, but uh, when they were building out the room, apparently they had trouble like even getting the door on. And then when one of the employees was um, going into the rooms and installing all the lamps, he plugged in one of the lamps in room 326 and it immediately started on fire. So that's a problem. Well, right. That, there's no fire, though. What we did, so last night, like, when we walked around the hotel. We went up to room 507. We went to the hotel bar and kind of investigated the place. I left uh, the laptop up with a camera, and so when we would walk around, we would see, like, now we're outside of the room, is there anything going on, and check in. Oh, cool, yeah. No, so nothing happened, oh, but we go to the bar, and we start talking to the bartender, and he goes, yeah, I've heard some stories, nothing much happened to me except, you know, the elevators. I'm like, what's that? He's like, well, you know, sometimes the elevators just, like, open and close on their own, like, like somebody's coming in and out. Yeah, I heard that but the- they're old elevators, right? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that okay. the service elevator, the freaky thing that it does that, you know, many people have reported now, uh, many employees here, is, um, you know, you got to press the button for it to light up. Well, what employees report here is they walk towards the service elevator, and as they're approaching it, the button lights up. So it's kind of an, a courtesy thing. The ghost Aww, just pushes nice ghost. the button for you, right? I love it when somebody does that, too, like when you're coming with all your bags. Yeah. Right. To the elevator yeah, and somebody's I think just standing there. I think it's just the, the, the service elevator, though. I don't know if it's the mm. regular elevators. But that would be nice. They could maybe well, extend uh, their purview and when I talk to, to the, help people out. When I talked to the uh, lady at the front desk last night, so as, as we were getting some extra cups or something, I go, okay, we're staying in room 326. Has anything weird happened in that room? And she goes, oh, yeah. And she'd been here since the place opened. Uh, about a, oh, th three years ago, I think, is when the when the Hilton Garden had opened down here. And she said that uh, nothing has happened for about a year, but the last time something did happen, uh, the woman who was staying in this room uh, just took all of her stuff and came downstairs. She said there was some commotion happening in the closet, and it wouldn't stop. And she was, oh, so, she was so scared that she took all her stuff and just slept in the lobby. They had no extra rooms, so she slept in the lobby. And the lady was like, yeah, and we went up there and checked the closet. There was nothing there. But the woman was so terrified and heard the commotion that she wouldn't step foot back in the room. So it was the woman who was in the room is the only person who witnessed it, though. Yeah. But other people have witnessed things in this room. Like uh, a room inspector came in and uh, was just checking the room to make sure it was ready for the next guest. And everything looked clean and in its place. And um, then as he came out of the room, there's there's a, a few big mirrors in here. And he noticed that in one of the, the mirrors, there was this big smeary handprint from top to oh. bottom. 
And he had just been in checking that and, you know, of course would have noticed that first thing. Yeah. And, you know, so in the matter of a few seconds, just going in and out of the room, that happened. So that's pretty creepy. What happened today? Yeah, we, we still have a still have a while little, in the, little time left. Yeah, it's a little little while left. The only thing that happened right. here is that um, I set the I set this mic stand down under the television, and it seemed to fall off the side of the cabinet. Mm. So I mean, somebody doesn't want you podcast. No, nope, they hate the podcast. <laughs> well, they should interfere with the podcast. <laughs> right? And maybe Come on, send go. us a message like "Get out." Or mm. or we could pick them up on the um, we could pick them up as EVPs. Right, oh, so yeah. this is editing that, the show. Yeah, that, so that when we listen, listen close for any kind of strange microphones, we have two microphones set up right now yes. in, the, in the room, and we did EVP stuff last night where we would ask it and record it, and we didn't hear anything weird. But um, that was fun. So it was, it was a fun time. The Hilton Garden in a real nice hotel, and see if you can find something ghostly in room three twenty six or five hundred seven. Or five hundred seven <laughs> would be the rooms to do it. So uh, that was a nice little field trip. And the reason that uh, I'm in Milwaukee today is that we did a float yesterday. The yeah, flotation because, pod. Because the best sister in the world yes, the bought girl. you the most wonderful Christmas present, right, Mike? A gift certificate to float Milwaukee. And what else did, did I include in that? A DVD of Altered States. Absolutely. Wow. And we'll, t- and we'll, and we'll talk about that in one second. So I just wanted to give you some, guys some context why we're staying at the Hilton Garden and why we're in downtown um, this, this day. But before we get there, I have to say... Some very sad news this week. Wait, what? Miss Cleo. Sad news. Miss Cleo passed <gasps> away. Oh, I, that was surprising. That was. She was only fifty-three. So the actress who wow. played and you got that's young. So if you're younger, you might not remember this. If you're maybe in your <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, if you're like eighteen or twenty, you probably do not remember Miss Cleo because it was about seventeen, eighteen years ago that these commercials were all over television, a half an hour infomercial. And there was always something slightly off too, because it was mm. this woman with a Jamaican <laughs> <Just> slightly with, <laughs> with a horrible Jamaican accent, Miss Cleo and Miss and, Cleo Regia Future. Oh man. And she was always talking about people having a new baby. <laughs> yeah. And and she's and I'm seeing the daddy and the daddy's in jail. <laughs> I don't know. Like my, my Jamaican accent is horrible. Or, it sounds Irish for some reason, but that's okay. But no, yeah, those infomercials were great. So there was a half an hour infomercial for the Miss Cleo psych, you know, her psychic network, and the idea was that you would call up and you would talk to someone like Miss Cleo, and they could tell your future, mm-hmm. you know. And it would be, it was always like the, they would give you the questions, you know, to ask. Like in the commercial, it'd be like, "Is he cheating on me? Yeah. You know, am I gonna get better?" Is my am I going to get a job? Is my health? I mean, the usual things, the triggers that people feel they they want to talk to a psychic about. Oh man! Are the things that they would use for the, the psychic network. So, um, you know, Miss Cleo, her and her psychic powers were a big part of anyone that stayed up late uh, and had to and watched television in like the late nineties. Yeah. Well. You know, it it certainly there certainly was a characterization there that was powerful. That well, the idea of the Jamaican, you know, and we talked about serious. Yeah, we t- we talked about Jamaican belief in ghosts a couple in the Ghostbusters episode, and we talked about Malcolm Gladwell saying that he believed in ghosts in the Tim Ferriss podcast. So he's Jamaican, we, that's right. yeah, oh yeah, and he talks about well, I, an outliers. He talks about he's being, Jamaican being part Jamaican. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And this, that's, that's actually a very interesting part of the book. <laughs> and, you know, that goes back to almost uh, the, the pilgrims. 
right? Because when we talk about, we, you know, we talked about Satanic Thanksgiving and the Pilgrim's right. Obsession. We're making some Sat- pretty hefty connections here, Mike. No, Tituba. Oh, Tituba. Was Jamaican. Tituba, right? Tituba, Tituba. I don't, uh, I, I, uh, we don't know how to say her name. Okay. Um, we apologize. We apologize to but Tituba. She, she was from Trinidad, I think. Yeah, but William Bradford, though, was had a plantation in Jamaica. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so and the thing is, he was a slave master, and he brought back his slaves from Jamaica when he came, and that's that's who was spending time with the kids and telling him stories. So that's who they blamed brought the devil to Salem. Yeah, right. And so I always thought about Tatuba whenever I saw Miss Cleo. And so that kind of, you know, it always made me think of they're playing on some kind of stereotype we have. Right. Of Jamaica, like superstition of the Caribbean. Yeah, something something in the collective consciousness. And I'm going to tell you guys a little story about when I, <laughs> I, I worked for Miss Cleo. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> it, right. Okay, so let's, let's, let's flash back. It was a desperate, desperate time, wasn't it? It, it yes. was a desperate time. Let's flash back to the year 2000. Now, <laughs> time traveling. Okay, so I go back, and during the dot-com bubble, before it burst, you could make some sweet money working from home. You know, you could do pretty well. And so I was writing music reviews for this website, and I was killing, and working from home, and it was great. And all of a sudden, the uh, music reviews dried up, because the website was paying way too much money, because they had all this investor money, and then the dot-com bubble burst, and all of a sudden, I had to actually find a way to work and make money. And I, but I loved working from home. So I started looking at all the options. And one of the options was joining the psychic network and being one of the phone psychics. Being one of the phone psychics. So I applied. I'm like, okay, like, what do you have to do? Like, they train you to be a psychic? What do you do? Oh, so you thought there might be some, some uh, training you could get. Some specialized Yeah, that I could training. get psychic training from Miss Cleo herself. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So <laughs> I, so they, they send you a whole bunch of emails with different, like the signs. So the people's sun signs, Scorpio, Cancer, Aquarius, and, and the different traits associated with each sign. They send some numerology stuff, like if people born on a certain date, you know, that they have. You know, if you're born on like the 6th. You know, you might have a, a grumpy disposition, things like that. So they send all these generic things. And then you go through a series of phone trainings with people. And I went through all the trainings. You did? Wow. Yeah. And the training is basically just, well, you talk to people about their problems. You try to give them insight. It really was more about psychotherapy, talking through yeah. problems than it was about telling the future. So do you really talk to real people? Or do yeah. they have you just... Yeah, you talked to I talk mean you talked to, talk to you talked to experienced trained uh quote unquote psychics and that was the that was the job. Like I, I was talking to them and the woman was who I talked to, I said, Are you psychic? She's like, Well, I believe that I do have some kind of intuitive ability. And I'm, and she goes, But it, you know, it really I just have a little headset and something great to do while I'm folding folding my laundry. And <laughs> and people paid like three dollars a minute. And okay. psychics made about oh. 20 cents a minute. Wow. And you only got paid for the amount of time you were on an actual call. Oh, wow. Well, I can't believe I never thought of this before, but like we should have done a test one. Like I call you and then you try to. Right. Like see if. Using the training that you get, got, you act psychic. Well, right. One thing was tarot cards. And so she's like, well, you should go out, buy some tarot cards. 
And then uh, I, she's like, I sent you an email with the meanings of all the tarot cards. So basically, they ask you a question, pull out a tarot card and talk about what it means and what it can mean for them. And I said, well, what if I'm wrong? You know? Yeah. Like, what if somebody... People a- are pinning their hopes on this. Well, that's that's the thing. I go, people are pinning their hopes. It's one thing, like, I, I'm an okay listener, I think. So if people will have something to talk about, then I, can, I, I think I could talk it through with them. But when they asked me, like, what do you see in the future? And I just pull it out of my buttocks. I didn't... I. I didn't feel comfortable with that. And so I said, what if I'm wrong? And she goes, well, then you're wrong. Try. And that's it. I'm like, well, what if somebody like kills their boyfriend because I tell them that their boyfriend's cheating on them? She goes, well, that you can't help if people are going to be violent. Oh, my God. You know? Wow. She goes, that's so that's the thing. So you realized there was some social responsibility. Of course I realized yeah. there was a social and, responsibility. And, th- and I, uh, I turned my phone on one night and then I turned it off after about an hour and I didn't get any calls. And then I said, I, if I give people the wrong message, then uh, I didn't want to be responsible for if something happened because I pretended I was a psychic. And yeah. So, so well, that's very morally admirable. Yeah, and so then, then, then the next day I applied for the TV job, and then I had to end up working in television for a couple of years. Oh man, and you sold your soul <laughs> in that I way. I sold my soul in that way. Working yeah, for so CBS. the devil got you. Working for CBS. Whichever way you go. So, um, anyway, so I was one of Miss Cleo's psychics. But for you were an never, hour. you were never unleashed on. No, I never. The actually, unwitting public. I, I did a couple of practice readings with the woman on the phone, with the uh, with the training woman, and so I. Talk to her, and really anybody could be a psychic friend or whatever. It wasn't the Psychic Friends Network. That was Dionne Warwick's deal. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's different. Yeah, Psychic Friends Network was a different. This was like the psychic network. Oh, okay. With Miss Miss Cleo. I was okay, putting well, them together, and that was an error. First of all, I thought Miss Cleo was fifty three back in like nineteen ninety nine. So yeah. No. I was surprised by that too. Actually, it must have been the makeup and the the whole costume mm-hmm. they had. So uh, Miss Cleo, you gave us a lot of late nights of pleasure. You know what I mean? <laughs> like laughs. <laughs>, laughs and stuff. Infomercial like entertainment. <laughs> commercial entertainment. Uh, in the middle of the night. Yeah, speak for yourself, Mike. <laughs> um, 20 years ago. And we're sorry that you passed away so young, Miss Cleo. And I am not sorry that I was I did not be- become a phone psychic and make my career on that. We'll never forget you. You've certainly Put your mark on uh, the collective consciousness. Yes, she did. So Miss Cleo's go. I mean, I, I thought I'm like, well, oh, the actress that portrayed Miss Cleo. Right. <laughs> right. Miss Cleo was not a real person. She was so, just, I mean, some actress. Technically, her character could live on. Mm. But the original actress who portrayed her, sadly, is, is gone. It's not with us anymore. So rest in peace. Yes. Anyway, if you were ever tempted to call one of those phone psychics or anything like that, remember that they might have some insight into your problems. But no one actually checks to see if they're psychic. It's just more somebody to talk to than anything. Right. Yeah. I, like, I mean, why not just get get your own set of tarot cards? Yeah. You know, hey, just just go to a rummage go. sale. A I, I got a, a tarot card deck for 25 cents. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Go to a bookstore or a rummage sale, get a set of tarot cards and do it yourself. And save a boatload of money. And think about, you know, and think about your problems and stuff like that. And maybe that'll help just as much as talking to some jerk like me over the phone who's making <laughs> 20 cents per minute. And also to try to keep, you had to keep people, you wanted to keep people on the phone as long as possible oh, too. Oh man. So I'd be like, well, I tried this That tarot. could be their last dollar, you don't know. Right. And that that's the thing too. Like people thought that they were talking to a psychic and they're actually talking to me playing the tarot. I did not feel completely morally comfortable with that. 
Okay. Um, well, that was a good choice, Mike. Respect your morals. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So what I do feel morally good about is our new patron. Yay. Yay. Another one. Yes. Thank you very much, Mr. Gary Hart. <laughs> you are yes, great. Gary. Welcome to the Patreon Sunspot. See you on the other side community. And this is really exciting. So Gary's subscription mm-hmm. now has brought us to our first goal. We've met our first goal. Hey, hey, that's all right. Yeah. So that means just looking at the rewards here. So we reached our goal. Our first goal was to to cover the server costs for the podcast and the website and everything like that. But to reward everybody, the team, our current team that's sponsoring us, we are going to make a special thank you video and we're going to find a haunted location in Wisconsin where we'll, we'll film it. Okay. So isn't that exciting? That is exciting. That means we field trip. Yes, yes. So we'll we'll film ourselves thanking each of the the patrons that got us to this point. And so thank you, Gary, for joining the team. And we're excited to have you join our upcoming Google Hangouts. Coming soon. Which will be lots of fun. Okay. And if you guys are interested in uh, becoming part of that too, othersidepodcast.com slash donate is where you find that. Othersidepodcast.com slash donate. And you can find a link to that in the show notes at othersidepodcast.com slash one zero three. That's right. Where you also find links to floating. So, Allison, what made you want to float? <laughs> uh, altered states. Okay. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, the hold movie on a second. Altered states. So, when you say floating, I picture you guys like like a couple of helium balloons mm-hmm. on the street. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sweet if it was. What are you talking no, about? No, that's just every other day. So, what you do is you go into a tank filled with salt water. And mm. there's so much salt in the water that you've just, I mean, you've taken a salt bath okay. after a run, Wendy. Oh, yeah. Epsom salt. But yeah, I don't, yeah, it like is Epsom salt. In it. That's, That's exactly the same thing. But they oh. put like 500 pounds Lots in there, 1,000 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Well, one time my family took a vacation to the West. We went out West. We did the whole national parks thing and everything. And one of the places we stopped was in Utah. And we swam in the, the, the Great Salt the Lake. The Great Salt Lake. Absolutely. <laughs> and we really floated. It's true. Yep. We did that too, Allison. I don't think we, we, we looked at the Great Salt Lake, but there was a lot of other things floating it just, in it at the time, so we didn't actually get in. <laughs> there was it was disgusting, don't get me wrong. Garbage. It was swarming with flies and, and other like critters and things like that, but we, we were insistent. We wanted to know if it was true that you, <laughs> you could float. Okay, yeah, well, so we there, did. there's a safe way to do it, and we went to Float Milwaukee was the place we went to yeah, yesterday. They, safe and, and sanitary. And unlike the Great Salt Lake, they have filtration and lots of it. Mm-hmm. So, And it was really effortless to um, float in the flotation pots. We actually, they were the pods, not the tanks. It was super comfortable, a, too. Yes. There's a lot of different kinds of, of models. Um, so... Scientist uh, John C. Lilly, he was the one who invented flotation back in 1954. And um, he tried a, a lot of you know different designs. And uh, so the design that we used was called the pod. And so when you get in the, so it's like sensory deprivation. Yeah. You were it's pod a, people. It's a yeah. sensory deprivation chamber. So you, but is it, you're sitting upright? No, you're laying down. Oh, and you're you're just floating. And <laughs> so it's a bathtub. Yeah, it's like a big bathtub. Uh with a lid. It, with <laughs> yeah, a big dark bathtub. And but super comfortable. And they you can have some meditative music play in there. 
Or you can just put an earplugs in so there's no sound. Mm -hmm. Or you can turn the music off. I I turn the music off most of the time. And then there's like a, a blue light too. Okay. That you can turn Sounds on. soothing. You can turn on and turn off. So, no, and you just sit there and uh, it's and completely dark. And you feel like completely weightless. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also the, the water is body temperature and the air is body temperature. So, the idea is that you can't tell where the air and the water and your body and everything nice. starts and stops. Whoa. Well, okay. And, and so that. The That's old, the idea the old wives' tale about putting the one hand in like, or the body temperature water or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, is that true, Mike? Like make it, it makes you uh, pee your pants. So, um, one that, hand in cold, one hand in hot, right? Yes. And then they say that'll make you do it because it, it gets you so relaxed that you just wet yourself. I was so relaxed yesterday and I did not have that That's urge. good. I'm, I think everyone who's subsequently using the tank <laughs> is glad. Know, that is that glad. Is. Thank you so for that. you guys... In the same room together? Like no. Oh no, because no, you're buck naked. I, was, I didn't know if you were like hanging out, chatting, like when people go to the spa, you know, together, yeah. like oh, friends, yeah. friends day at the spa. No, it's a very, it was... it's a very solitary experience. Okay. Yeah, you have your own room with a shower in it, and the pod, and okay. you know, you shower before and after. Okay. Um, That's good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, because you you want it to be private, because I'm I'm sure you could use like wear a bathing suit, but People don't because the oh. the idea is you don't want to have anything bothering you because gotcha um, like Velcro yeah the the sensory deprivation I mean it it sounds scary but really all all it means is you know we're bombarded with sensory input these Constantly. days yeah I mean things are always coming at us and um, so just to be in a a quiet room complete silence complete darkness you know. No, no sensations. A lot of people do it for, um, for pain. Like if they have chronic pain or, you know, sometimes even people, uh, you know, with very serious diseases, you know, suffering through cancer treatment and whatnot will go to the flotation tank because it can take away the sensory experience. So when it takes that away, it lets your mind roam free and it uh, gives your body a break from pain. That sounds nice. And really, uh, it's a very meditative experience. Yes, it's a lot like um, mindfulness meditation. But, I, you know, the, the reason or the first place that I found out about sensory deprivation tanks was um, from the movie, the 1980 movie Altered States. Right. Um, William Hurt. Was William Hurt, right. William Hurt, who we met in Malibu, Eddie. He's my buddy. <laughs> right. He, t- he took our picture. He did take our picture. Oh, wow. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, we were eating someplace, and then with the group we were with, Wendy's like, oh, yeah, I want to get a picture of everybody. So she just taps some dude in the shoulder. And, <gasps> no way. And she says, hey, hey, can you take our Wait. picture? And then he he points to like us. He's like, you want me to take your picture? He's like, <laughs> he's like, you want a picture of who? <laughs> right. We're like, oh. and I, I'm like. I didn't know who he was, so I'm just like, uh, oh my, <laughs> oh no. So he's no, it was fine. It was cool. He cracked a joke. We smiled, and now we have a picture of us that William Hurt took. <laughs> yeah. So you, but you don't have a picture of you with William. No, Hurt. and I think that's better. Oh my god. I think gosh. we should have a, a bunch of pictures of us taken by celebrities <laughs> rather than a bunch of pictures of us with celebrities. It's way cooler to be like, yeah, no, William Hurt was a photographer on this. Like, we'll give him a photo credit. <laughs> no, but it, right, because and I'm like, holy, and yeah, Mike's oh. face, Mike just turned pale. Like, I was, I'm like, he's what? Like, and he's like, Wendy, altered states. That's William Hurt, and I'm like, <gasps> William who? <laughs> oh, 
I just had no idea. <laughs> and he's awesome in the movie Altered States. Oh, and well, we go- love you, William Hurt. And he goes in the sensory deprivation tanks, the floating tanks. Yes. Yeah, that movie, um, I, I watched it this holiday season because I, when I bought you the DVD, mm-hmm. I also bought myself the DVD, and I watched it again, and it made a lot more sense now that I know what I know. You know yeah. They talk about scientists um, by, studying consciousness. Written by the great TV writer Patty Chayefsky, who also wrote Marty, which Ernest Borgnine won his Academy Award for. Why We've talked about Ernest Borgnine on this podcast before, have we not? Oh, we have. <laughs> I believe we talked about Ernest Borgnine a whole bunch you, of times. You have a, th- a thing for Ernest Borgnine, I guess. Because I loved him as Cabbie in Escape from New York. Oh, okay. So that's why you just can't let it go. That's why I just love Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> and plus, he has a connection yeah. to Milwaukee with the Great Circus Parade. And my sister met him at the Great Circus Parade. <laughs> right. Because she won and the did, Kool-Aid coloring contest. Did he take a picture of her, though, is, is the, uh, <laughs> the question. question of the day? She's got a picture somewhere. So, um... I have to try to find it. Anyway, so altered states, they really, it's scientists studying consciousness. Right. And um, so they really mention a lot of people who were real scientists studying the mystery of consciousness. And so now it, when I watch the movie, I'm like, oh, I know. Hey, hey, that's a real guy. Hey. Um, so that was kind of And fun. William Hurt goes in the flotation tanks. They yeah. change the consciousness. And like he starts devolving. Yes. I was wondering. Okay, so. He comes out like a monkey. really cool, actually, because. I have been thinking, I keep seeing all these ads and Groupons and things for flotation or float rooms because one just opened in Madison Mm -hmm. also. And I'm like, is this the newest trend? You know, I thought it was a newer thing, but it sounds like it's it's been around for quite a while. 1954. Yeah. But now it's it's more of a thing like Joe Rogan talks about it on his podcast. Joe, the Joe, like the the fear factor Joe Rogan. So guy. Joe Rogan talks about it, it must be good. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> but Joe Rogan's podcast is very popular. That's and right. He's yeah. like floating's biggest proponent celebrity. Besides William, endorser. besides William Hurt, Joe Rogan is <laughs> is the uh, the floating's biggest celebrity endorser. Well, I, I mean, don't, don't worry. It won't won't turn you into like uh, an ape or a UFC fighter, so you don't need to worry. <laughs> right. Even, well, Joe Rogan is pretty Thank ripped. Goodness. I wanted to, I wanted to come out ripped. <laughs> you did, okay. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you or with a little more, like and instead a little I just more came, uh, hair in your ears, maybe. Yeah, no. ripped or a little bit more hair in my. Ears. I just came out with salt in my ears. Oh. But the full experience that won't kill you. Don't worry. So, you know, people see things. You, so everybody at Float Milwaukee was very nice. Oh yeah, tremendous. It was Glenn and Allison were the people we talked to. That's right. right. And Allison, we talked to for a long time, the employee there. And we'll put pictures up. Like, so we'll walk you through the, the float experience. I took pictures of everything. So you get in there, you put on your shower shoes, so like a spa, and then you hang out and wait for your float pod to be ready. Mm-hmm. And we had talked to uh, Allison, the employee there for a long time. And she said her first floating experience, she had an out-of-body experience. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She's like, I had an out-of-body experience the first time I floated. She's like, that's not normal. I'm like, well, no. Did she tell you more about it? Like, what She just said that she could feel herself getting out of her body. Cool. Leaving her body. And well, that would be worth the money. Yeah. I'm like, that's obviously like. Yes, I want to get you out. Gave, if you gave me an out-of-body experience yeah. for my Christmas gift, that, Christmas. that'd be the, I mean, that Al, you're the best secret Santa ever. <laughs> um, so you get in there and then they take you for a little tour and you go in, nice showers, they've got body wash and shampoo and conditioner and makeup things for ladies or dudes, whatever. Okay. Like a spa. Yeah, like a spa. And then... And petroleum jelly. 
and petroleum <laughs> jelly. And that's what you put on the, let, let's say you have some tenderness or cuts. Yeah, or, yeah nicks or, yeah, oh, sores right. you or whatever. salt you going in there. Put, you put right. your petroleum jelly on there. So they say don't shave the day of yes, a float. Yes, do not shave. Because you're sitting there for an hour. Marinating in salt water. <laughs> yeah. Preparing yeah. yourself for the alien barbecue. <laughs> right. You're basically turning yourself. Tenderizing. Turning yourself into a boiled potato. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So you jump in and then the, uh, the voice starts and it, it, it looks like you're getting into some kind of uh, like, like Doctor Who prop. Hold on. The voice? Yeah. A voice, voice starts. starts? It's like a woman. She's like, and now your float's about to begin. And then you, uh, you get in there and you're naked and you go in and the lights are off and you lower the pod over yourself and then you can turn the blue light on. The blue light looks like a science fiction-y blue light. Mm-hmm. I mean, I put a picture up and, I'll, and you'll see this in the show notes, othersidepodcast.com slash 103, where we'll put the pictures of the pod and the kind of blue light it is. And then the meditation music comes on, the science, fiction, the science fiction-y blue light goes and then you're in the pod. And you float right away. There's no like slowly coming up. You just jump in. You don't jump in. Like it's not a big splash. Like a belly flop. <laughs> it's it's only like what did they it's say? Six, to six or seven six inches to, of water. Six to seven inches of water. You're not gonna. Yeah, don't jump in. We do not, not recommend. Drown. Well, you actually you can drown because people say you can drown in like an inch and a half of water, right? Well, yeah, but don't put don't if you're going face first in yeah, the floating thing, you're gonna die. Yeah, don't don't float face down. <laughs> That's the big tip. So you get. So you go in there face up and that's it. I had my eyes closed most of the time and was just counting my breaths. And you did it's great because when else do you force yourself to do nothing for an hour? Yeah. And I was wondering how like the passage of time would feel in such a situation, you know? Cuz when I try to meditate, I usually put the little meditation bells alarm mm-hmm. on so that I know when the 15 minutes is up or whatever. But like an hour with no anything around. I mean, does your mind go like, oh, is it have, have five minutes passed? Have 20 minutes passed? Yeah. Like, I what? mean, your mind can definitely go crazy in there, I would think. You know, whatever <laughs> you come in with, you, you got to be prepared that you're going to be alone with yourself for an hour with, with no Oof. distractions. Yeah. Sounds I was terrifying. hoping I'd find more darkness. <laughs> you know, you get in there and like your heart's beat. Like all you really hear is your heartbeat. Uh, the telltale heart, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what, when I plumb my depths, what am I going to find? And you just found that darned sunny disposition and, I was and like, nothing well, else. I'm like, right. boy, this is really nice. Angelic light. I'm like, this is really nice. <laughs> I'm like, this is pleasant. It's nice not to worry about something for an hour. And just thinking of the, the it's a forced, forced relaxation. And I didn't have any really breakthroughs or anything, but it was just, it was a really pleasant experience. You stayed in your body. Yeah, I didn't leave. I didn't. Yeah. There was no psychedelic experiences for me. Yeah, I Dang. stayed in my body now too. We, so flotation tanks. This is something that in the TV show Fringe, that the scientist Doctor um, Doctor Walter Bishop, Doctor Walter Bishop, played by John Noble, he he would go in the flotation tank and take like a ton of LSD. <laughs> and so did John C. Lilly, the guy that developed the right, flotation device. Right. Um. So he he started taking psychoactive substances like mostly lsd and um he found though that floating alone without taking any substances um was much better for him because he 
he didn't just he didn't disturb his consciousness that way. So it was kind of more like you know amped up uh, my mindfulness meditation. So that's that's that makes sense. yeah that's really what what we experienced. It was like mindfulness. Right, we didn't take medi- any, we didn't drop no, any acid no, and then no, go we into the thing. Completely drug free. That's funny that I'm I'm looking. We're looking at John C. Lilly's and the flotation thing. John C. Lilly was a researcher at NIM. Oh, the National yeah. Institute of Mental Health. So he's the guy, he also is the guy that developed the super intelligent rats. Oh, oh. awesome. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's <laughs> true. Okay. That, that we're in that movie. Yeah, no, Mrs. Frisbee. <laughs> but um, so speaking of pop culture references, though, I was thinking too, in Minority Report, the psychics that they have in there, like predicting the future. The, um, the precogs. Of, yeah, the precogs. That's right. Um, looking into the future for you know possible infractions and crimes, they were swimming around in, in some type of flotation tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they as were well. Tanks too. And then most recently, I watched um, the Netflix series Stranger Things, which I would really Everybody's recommend. Everybody's talking about Stranger Things, and I haven't seen it yet. So that's ne- I just yeah. finished Orange Is the New Black. So that's the next well, on my list. Well, no spoilers here, but I was just so excited because I knew we had this float planned. When I was watching Stranger Things, and I, I saw that you know the flotation tank uh, figured prominently in the series, so I won't say anything more than that. But, but they do the flotation tank. Yeah, and well, you know the idea behind how it was used in Stranger Things and in uh, Minority Report and a lot of um, different pop culture references is that uh, it can heighten psychic abilities uh, because you don't have all these other external inputs you don't have this external stimuli distracting you so that's the idea that if you have these psychic powers that can be heightened because you're not experiencing any interference when you get in the tank Uh, sure and so well we we tried we certainly we did we did do an experiment scott was the sender yes oh cool so scott was the sender and then we put him in the middle uh tank and we had him pick a, a, a word from a random word generator and then I went to the side because originally we were like, well, maybe Allison should be the sender. I should be the sender. But we wanted to eliminate number one, gender and number oh, okay. two, sibling. Yeah, that makes sense. So Scott's the, the sender and we tried to pick it up. And, um, and we failed miserably. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got nothing. The word was dancing. Yeah, the word was dancing. Oh, and we had the people at the center uh, play along too. Right, they, they were like our controls. Yeah, they weren't in the tanks and they... they <laughs> They wrote down a word too when we, everybody wrote down a word when we came out to see if it would match up. And the word was dancing, as you said. And I got the closest though. I, I was thinking tumble or rattle. Mm-hmm. And, and I was thinking horse. Yes. I don't know why I saw a horse. <laughs> I saw a horse and I saw the word Oregon with an I-N afterwards. And I just huh. saw that randomly at some point. And that's why oh, I was, was like, weird. It's like Oregon and. Maybe it was origami. Origami, it could be, and so, so I was like, wasn't org? And Scott's like, why would I, you know, I'm like org? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he abused me. Oh, as he does. Well, hey, that's a good reminder too that we're still running our experiment. That's right from the uh, Star Trek episode. So if anybody has any results, please send them because we're still running some tests on that, and we'll share the results soon. And there's a little uh, binary beats. I'm sorry, binaural beats video. Uh, that we posted to YouTube that you can use to get to entrain your brain into the alpha state, alpha waves. You will get in there and you will entrain your brain with that binaural beat, Star Trek-influenced track on the tube right. and the tubes of you. 
And that was from episode 101. So we're just jumping back a little bit here. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to remind everybody that if you run the experiment to let us know what happens, because we're curious. Yes, we are curious. Yeah. If you have any psychic psychic experiences. (laughs) And and I think we'd like to hear more about people in flotation tanks. Yeah. Their experience their experiences with that if you floated yourself so i didn't have anything psychic did you have any visions or anything like that allison did you Sadly, did you see no. god she thought like she's like i'm gonna go in there and i'm gonna like talk to jesus i i didn't say that <laughs> i just uh i i do at times see colors um with my eyes closed you know just uh like a lava lamp uh floods of yeah. of um green and um purple she banged her head as a child no and uh <laughs> <laughs> you came out then, didn't Mike? <laughs> um, any, anyway, so I wanted to kind of see some colors, and I couldn't even get that going. So I, I was disappointed. But I think, you know, it was just kind of um, learning what it was all about. And I think if you, you get into the right frame of mind, like get relaxed ahead of time, I mean, that would help. Because if you're a, a fuss budget like me, <laughs> you might have some trouble. <laughs> Well, and I was thinking, too, that now that you guys are familiar with the experience, you know what to expect and everything, because th- I'm sure there's a whole anxiety of what's going to happen. How is this going to work? Where do we go? You know, now that you're familiar with that, if you go back again next time, I bet it would be a, a much smoother. Right. You know, I think so. And and people who repeatedly float have reported lots of benefits with, you know, stress reduction, relaxation. And we were talking about um, getting you were mentioning the alpha state earlier in the podcast and uh, the thing with um, flotation tanks is is you're supposed to actually get into theta which which is interesting and um you know that theta is the we talk about this in our episode on like binaural beats and and brain entrainment and stuff we talk about the different uh the waves and we also have a there's a little meditation track we wrote on that to help you get into your theta state in only five minutes (laughs) And it's been associated with enhanced creativity and problem solving and healing. And um, so in the flotation tank, people have been able to sustain the, the theta brain waves for longer than you normally would be able to. Uh, probably I did not, I would think. <laughs> I, I think I was pretty deep in there. I was super. You, I was. You super, think you were thetaing up? Yeah, I was super relaxed and I was enjoying myself. That's and, cool. And what I think is interesting, though, is that. If you look at the flotation stuff online, now this is a, a warning. We're going to put up some videos, like flotation videos and stuff. If you put up some flotation uh, stuff online, it's just going to look like a bunch of stoners doing it. You know, don't get turned. <laughs> it really, you'll watch the video and it, it looks like, hey man, we're going floating with some ganja, dude. And oh. don't, I mean, it, it'll look like you have to like fish, like follow fish around the band in order to uh, <laughs> want to float. But it's the kind of experience and stuff like it's, it's not a weird kind of experience. If, yeah. you, if you like meditation and into that, it's the kind of thing that um, I think a, a lot of people can find benefit from benefits yeah. from. So don't get turned off because the guy talking about floating and listening to Joe Rogan's podcast looks like the dude you find at like selling you a bong at Spencer Gifts in the mall. <laughs> well, I would I would recommend the documentary Flotation Nation because I think that showed a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life. So, I mean, there were definitely some on the, the uh, stonier side, as, as you mentioned. <laughs> but there were also, you know, just people like grandmas and motivational speakers and just regular people and 
So paranormal podcasters. Yeah. Yes. So anybody can enjoy a float. So I mean, there there's a ton of uh, stuff baggage that it carries along with it. I was hoping that I would go to the alternate universe, like in Fringe. Like oh, I'd pass over yeah. to a parallel, and then I'd see, um, I'd see a version of myself. Alter Mike. Successful and happy. <laughs> well, I want to know how how does the way you feel compare from before the float versus after the float? Oh, you feel awesome. I think. Really? Yeah. Uh, when you, okay, so we didn't get, so when you come out of the float, there's like a post float room where people can do art or talk in a journal. I mean, this this makes it sound like the hippiest thing in the world. There's like a journal man. Where oh, you can, there were some incredible oh, illustrations that. Write down your in that feelings, journal. dude. And yeah. it's really something, it's really something else, man. I was really impressed by the illustrations that people made. I was impressed experience. by the tea. It's like post float tea. And the, that sounds delicious. The tea was delicious. Yeah, people really, yeah, the tea was delicious. Like we hung out for like an hour just talking yeah. to people and hey, post float. Yeah. And I felt like do. a million bucks. You really, you feel super relaxed. And well, number one, being away from my phone for an hour was yeah, a delicious yeah. experience. Like you're like, oh my God, like I didn't even. You I didn't can't take have, your phone in the float tank. No. That, that's not when that I began. didn't have any kind <laughs> of notifications go off for an hour. I didn't think about what I had to do for an hour. And and so I kept on that going for the next hour too. And it was, it just felt great. And so- That's awesome. I, so as a one-off experience, you can still get benefits from it, even if you don't leave your body or anything like that. Right. So you still, there's a, a therapeutic element to it. I think so too. And you know, the one thing about meditation is that when you when you meditate, you really are taking your, like it's, it's for yourself. It's not for anybody. It's taking time to take care of yourself. And this is the same kind of thing because there's no, you know, you're in the float and you're taking care of yourself. And that's mm-hmm. a, that's a nice thing. And I, I think a lot of people don't do that enough where they just say like, you know what? I need some me time, baby. This, this is for me. <laughs> yeah. So schedule some me time. And yeah. Get yourself a flotation tank session. Yeah, I think, I think so. And you don't have to, right, you don't have to drop acid to have effects from it and have it be a really positive experience. That's right. The creator himself, uh, John C. Lilly, said, you know, it's better without. Yeah, um, because you can really, well, uh, it's a chance to, to examine your own consciousness. Dun, dun, dun. And I mean, that sounds deeper than it needs to be. But it's, you know, I, I was expecting in there to, to walk in and see the Nietzschean abyss. <laughs> and it's, and instead it was just a nice an hour. It, it of was floating. like instead it was like uh, the the sun from uh, Teletubbies yeah. came out right. It's a big and sun. Started singing. Hey, everybody. <laughs> anyway, so th- yeah, the float's great. You know, I'd recommend it if, the, if there's one in your town. It's something that that is uh, fun to do. Take some time for yourself and and give yourself. Th- the worst thing that can happen is that. You just uh, do nothing for drown. Yeah. Well, the worst thing that can happen is you no. die. No, 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 no. Nobody dies in the no, flotation. Nobody no. dies. <laughs> but you will get salty. But you're, it feels silky smooth. It does. It does. So no, we had a great time in the float. And if you do go, please let us know. Yes. How it went. Right. And especially if you saw something. Cra- if you had an out of body experience yourself, let us know how to do it. What was your set and setting? Well, I, you know, I think it's really interesting <laughs> that one of the things that uh, Allison from Float Milwaukee talked about yesterday was that when you're there and you don't have any kind of sensory overload and you, you don't have the distractions, you can focus on parts of your body that feel pain. You can focus on parts of your life that need work. And you go in there and like so if your leg hurts or something and you 
can think about how can my body heal my leg. And so you mm-hmm. can send your mind bullets, you know, <laughs> you, you can send your Jedi mind bullets right to your leg to, uh, to heal it. But that, I mean, there is actual scientific proof that people that think they're healing right. will heal more quickly. Uh, Power of positive thinking. And, and that is, there was a guided visualization experiment. Uh, I remember that was done when I was in college a thousand years ago. And these kids um, who had cancer were playing video games fighting the cancer. And th- the kids who were playing the video games had a higher recovery rate, had a higher, you know, number one reported being happier. Number two had a higher recovery rate. Now, that's not saying... Oh, my that, gosh. If my kid was in the control group, I'd be so mad. Right. You'd be like, what do you mean my kid's in the... But, um, right. That's a, sad, that's a sad thing. But... You're not saying that you can just cure things with mind bullets because you can't. That's going on and saying that everybody, you know, because people will say like, well, if you're sick, it's your fault because it's what you believe. You know, that's mm. that's not fair. But it is no. to say that if you are feeling sick and if you're the kind of person that believes in this, this kind of stuff. And I didn't for a long time, but I believe in it now that positive thinking can help you do it. And floating and thinking about your leg or whatever or your illness and stuff like that can really have a positive effect on you. So if if you are open to that then do it yeah maybe and you could say instead of mind bullets mind magic hands yeah yes. mind magic hands. yeah it bullets, sounds a little less violent yeah bullet sounds <laughs> like something i shouldn't be shooting into my leg well i don't know why <laughs> like, i always because there's isn't there some movie whatever that talks about like i'm trying to kill you with my mind bullets and i, and I don't know why it's yeah. stuck into my you head you can't get it out of your head it just, <laughs> but, i get it i get the the metaphor but it's the just, exciting thing is this is just one of an ever-increasing number of options where you can take control over yourself and your life and have some power in it. Exactly. And so floating is one way to do it. If you can't afford the float, uh, just dump some dump some Epsom salt in your bathtub, well, <laughs> close your eyes and lay I was going to say, I mean, honestly, go in your bathtub in the dark, maybe put a little LED light on. I, I, don't, I'm, I know it's not as comfortable because it's not going to be one of those big posh pods. Right. I mean, the pods are, pod? the pods are pretty posh. <laughs> But, you know, if you want to just, it's kind of put yourself into a um, a very conducive to meditating environment. Mm-hmm. Well, and people it. are making their own. And in that in that movie again, Float Nation, they talked to a guy who has a website where, where he has uh, plans for do-it-yourself flotation tanks. So you can make cool. your own. Um, for, it is like an escape pod. Like you do feel like you're, cheap. you feel like you're getting into an escape pod and you can be launched out of the spaceship. <laughs> right. And you're going to land oh, on some oh. planet and doesn't be alone. A trap door is going to open and the whole pod is just going to go sliding down this huge slide. Right. And that's it. And then you end up in Lake Michigan. No. So anyway, so it's a, it's a really, it's a fun thing. We'd recommend the float. Get you, get yourself some float. Get your float on. Get your meditate on. And I think you'd have fun. And thanks to everybody at Float Milwaukee. We had a great time. Yeah, they really were accommodating. So recommend Float Milwaukee anytime. Okay. So, uh, Allison, thank you very much for joining us again today. Thanks, Allison. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And uh, thank you for... for uh, hanging out in the haunted hotel and doing the float with me I really had oh you can always count on me to do that what a fun paranormal siblings weekend it was fun paranormal siblings kind of jealous paranormal day out it was a good time <laughs> okay so if you guys want to learn more about this we're going to have all the links and everything at uh, othersidepodcast.com slash 103 and thank you all for listening to my confession of the day that I was a telephone psychic and <laughs> the um, one hour right okay so Allison where can we find you? Oh, at MilwaukeeGhost.com. Thanks. And have a great week. 
A lot of the fun of being in the floating tank is that feeling of weightlessness that you get when you're in there. And on the theme of the things that weigh us down, the first song off our first album was called Artificial Gravity. And it's about how we build things up in our head and we let them hurt us or we let them weigh us down. So here's Sunspot with Artificial Gravity. Put on for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side. You're basically turning yourself turning yourself into a boiled potato. <laughs>